Okay. There we go. I think we've got Richard Kurtz, and uh, we are going to bring in our uh, special co-host for uh, for this hour. Let me grab him there real quick, Mr. J. Izzo, or as I call him, H to the Izzo, B to the Izzane. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I make a Jay-Z reference every time I have J. Izzo on, but... Um, uh, Jay, can you hear my friend? Because my friend. you're secretly a black rapper. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, thanks Richard. <laughs> it, is, it is Richard Card's strategies PR. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this this is going to be a fun segment here. We've got uh, the fantastic, uh, well-dressed Richard Kurtz because, as he always says, wear something nice. It's radio. Um, he is our uh, media specialist, political... You've never heard him say that before, Jay? It's amazing. In, in all the conversations I've had with Richard, and we've had many, for very long periods of time, he has never said that to me. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little embarrassed by what I'm wearing right that's, now. That, so. that, that, that's kind of the pep talk he always gives me. He goes, well, you know, at the end of it, he's always like, well, we're, we're something nice. It's radio. Um, today's topic is dirty words to live and die by. And, of course, after uh, basically another shooting, not by a Muslim extremist, not by a career criminal, not by a psychic, not by a site, not by not, not anybody. Not we, even by a postman. Not even by a postman. A piss, pissed off postman anywhere. Russian spy, anything. It was a fanatical Democrat literally taking Hello? a shot at Republicans. And um, Richard Kurtz <laughs> with us today, political scientist, writer, PR strategist, carpenter as well. He's here with some insights that cause and effect of inspired chaos and also uh, writing shotgun with us today here on our big broadcast on our Thursday edition is the uh, fantastic golden-toned Jay Izzo from uh, Got Social Mediology. And um, Rich, first of all, what happened this time that makes the chaos different, my friend? Well, this time it wasn't a, uh, a labelable terrorist type or a psycho or somebody who was was just you know angry about his job in the postal service. Um, it was um, it was somebody who said, obviously a disturbed individual, who said he was a Democrat and he was going to go out and shoot some Republicans because he was adverse to Republican policies. Um, and this is perhaps the snapping of the twig, or the uh, where the the major line has been crossed where we now have an act of the violent disruption of the government for political reasons. Uh, we haven't quite had that yet, and it just happened. Wow. Jay, your thoughts on this? Yeah, Rich, I was, you know, I this happened, and, you know, my social media background, you know, this guy was part of a social media uh, Facebook group. Uh, a lot of people don't know about that he that really basically basically does not make any bones about wanting to kill every Republican there is. And so but this this thing has gotten out of control. And it's it's so far out of control and it's so far out of whack. Do you have any in your history, you know, you thinking about history and politics, do you have any frame of reference that something like this ever happened in the past? Well, you know, the easy frame of reference, uh, which will tie back to, the, to my reasoning about, about the effect of words, would be the American Revolution. Um, 
there was an idea, there was an anger, there was a uh, an effect after a very long time of benign neglect where the colonists said, no, no, we're, we're, we're just not going to have any part of this and this is wrong. And it was articulated very well by people like, you know, Jefferson and Adams. And those words were very articulate. But the the action-stimulating words were news about brutal occurrences done by the British, some of which were inspired, some were just the way the British conducted themselves. And that brought a lot of reluctant people to the point where they were willing to take on the, the, the strongest military force on the planet at the time, uh, violently and happily, successfully, for, for, for the rest of history. However, farther down along the lines, we've had things that occurred. Uh, we've had, you know, mini skirmishes that have come up, and we had, for example, the, the Whiskey Rebellion, when the, the first line of defense was to restore order. And then, once order was restored, we can argue about what's legal, what's not, what's appropriate, what's political, and what's not, but there must be a sense of order. There must be a process. There must be a procedure. And pounding again on the Constitution, we have an established collection of procedures to follow for redress. We are one of the few places on the planet that steadfastly enforces the ability of people to blurt out whatever the hell comes to their minds. Uh, unfortunately when, much like dealing with a child that you allow to say anything at any place and never correct the child or never give it guidance or never give it guidelines, that child's going to go totally off the rails and, and inappropriate with the rest of society for the rest of his life as it grows. These people have been encouraged to be off the rails. Mm. We are right at the edge of... Uh, you know, you have you have disagreement, fine. Right. But then you have sedition, which is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. All this crap about the Russians. <laughs> the Russians have been interfering <laughs> with the U.S. since since right after right after the Bolshevik Revolution. It's, it's, this it's, is not new. They're no. going to do whatever they can to create chaos. Absolutely. Surprise. The Democrats have been helping them. The press has been helping them. Let's create total chaos. Let's let some Hollywood moronic excuse who thinks she's a comedian show the beheading of the President of the United States. Wow. That's smart. Right, right. No, it, 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 so what you have now is you have a situation where you're going to have to draw some lines. Well, well, Richard, okay, so th this Facebook group that he belonged to, um, by the way, I just want to give people the name of this group, because you can actually join this group if you so like to. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that, that's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, sure, I'm sure Rich has is, is got a pen and paper, and he's going to write it down. Rich, write this uh, down. It's called Trump. It's called <laughs> Republican Party. That's the name of the group. It's called, it's called what? It's called Terminate the Republican Party is the name of the Facebook group. Sounds like somebody you want to have over for uh, for lunch there, Rich. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, by the way, James T. Hodge, Hodgkinson of uh, Bellevue 
Illinois was the shooter, um, 66 years old, home inspector, who lost his license, by the way, and didn't get it renewed. So I got a feeling that he was a little angry. And uh, right prior, evidently, just to give you some information on the shooter, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this, Rich, is that I want to say, Mr. President, this is the last thing that we have on record, evidently, that he wrote. I want to say, Mr. President, for being an asshole, you are truly the biggest asshole we have ever had in the Oval Office. And I think that's the last thing we ever heard from Mr. Hodgkinson um, and, and his, uh, as part of his opening gunfire. Now, Rich, you've heard this, but where is, the, where is the Democrats in all of this? Have you heard anything from the Democrat or the liberal side on any, on any apologies or anything of that sort? No, no. I've heard Bernie Sanders condemning his action in the strongest possible terms in the hypocritical manner that he did not do so with the shooting of Kathy Gifford. But uh, w the Democrats are quiet now. They're waiting to see which way the wind blows. Um, and 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 that's, that's it. I am so, you know, I voted Democrat on and off several times. Sure. I've had respect and interactions with a lot of people who called themselves Democrats over the years. The Democratic Party was a respectable party over the years. Uh, they've, they've gone completely nuts yes. since before and during and, and after this, this election. They have just completely slipped. The, the inmates have absolutely taken over the asylum. And the words they used, if you listen to Perez, who is the, you know, the... Second, second worst sociopath of the group was my job is to be a pro this is a paraphrase my job is to be a problem for Donald Trump. <laughs> no, your job is to take the Democratic wow. Party and make it an effective party for the American people. That's your job. Sure. You know, and and so so where does it go? Uh, you have this level of encouragement. Do whatever we need to do to disrupt. We have this march on Washington for women on the day of the inauguration being led by a convicted terrorist who has since been deported. Right. Murdering terrorist. Right. That never seemed to hit the papers. No. Right. Conveniently. Uh, you, you've, yeah. And, and, you know, don't the people of the press themselves catch on to the idea that if things get really crazy, they're going to get shot too? Did it, did it occur to them that the country needs to be intact in order for them to exercise and perhaps abuse their First Amendment rights? I mean, is everybody gone nuts? I, I, I just don't get it. I, you know, I understand wanting to emphatically push your point and, and say whatever you need to say politically, but you cross the line between, uh, between dissent and disruption. And nobody's enforcing it yet, and that's where the problem is. Can we fix this, Richard? Is there is there a way that this can be fixed? Is there a way that we can? Because I'm I'm watching a whole. You know, you and I have talked about the vitriol, and I shared with you on social media the vitriol after Trump was elected, and you know, we kind of thought, you know, okay, well, maybe it'll die down, but this isn't died down. Matter of fact, I feel like we've just re-escalated this, and not only have we re-escalated it, if that's a term. But what we have done is it, we've actually made the gap, the separation between two groups even wider. 
Well, I, I actually read a piece or two of social media, which is somewhat against my religion. But You I did what? Over, yes, I'm sorry. But I, I did over the last couple of days, and I heard these people saying, oh, good, the Republican got shot, and now maybe they'll understand what happened when that guy went in and shot 26 people in Connecticut. And, you know, are you people functionally illiterate? Are you nuts? The shooting in Connecticut was by a kid who could not legally get his hands on guns and got them from his mother, dim-witted mother, who he probably put four bullets in her head. Right. Uh, and it had nothing to do with gun control, had nothing to do with politics. It had to do with a mentally disturbed child that was underparented. Yep. And, and the, the continuing horror that came from that is the same thing. We have a citizenry that is being underserved by the government. If you have a child that's being so obstreperous that there's absolutely nothing you can do in that situation except smack the kid and get his attention, hold it down and then remove him from the situation, then that's what you gotta do. And right now, these, these infantile imbeciles out there need a slap. They need a hard slap. This, this whatever her name is, the redhead that beheaded Trump, needs to be brought up on charges of attempting to, or advocating the violent overthrow of the government. Because if suggesting the removal of the president's head is not that, I don't know what is. And her name's Kathy Griffin, just to... Kathy Griffin, yeah. Kathy, I wish I had talent, Griffin. Hmm. Uh, you know, take these people. Take this idiot Silverman. Take this, this broad who... who Pardon the expression, this, this dingbat <laughs> female child. Ding, dingbat female child or broad, Richard? Wh 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 uh, which take one? Take the broad out of it. <laughs> dingbat female child who leaked information. Take Comey. Take Hillary and prosecute these people. They're all prosecutable. Spend the money there instead of incurring millions of dollars. And you're, all of a sudden you're going to get the idea. People are going to get the idea that they're going to be held for this. Not only are they going to get... Uh, written up on a misdemeanor for, for diverting traffic or messing up traffic when they block an intersection in Portland, they're going to go to j They're going to do hard time. They're going to be held. Their trials are going to be dragged out. Their family is going to be cost money. Then they need to be gone after civilly for the cost of every cop's time that had to be spent playing with them. Okay, Somebody has got to let people know that they need to behave themselves. Yeah, but we and don't have consequences. But we don't. Yeah, well, have that's it. Now, now enforce the consequences. We have to enforce the consequences. Those idiots out here who wanted to block the I five, and then they blocked uh, because of Ferguson, and then they started blocking in for some other stupid reason. And girl got, got hit by a car. Hey, somebody caught on to the idea. You're not supposed to step in front of two thousand pounds of moving steel. <laughs> You've got to catch on to the idea that you're not supposed to disrupt the government because you don't think you like it. But isn't that I, – I think, Richard, I think there's a couple things that you said here that I'm putting these little puzzle pieces together that are scattered all over my table of my brain. And I'm putting these pieces together. We talked about that we've got we've got Russians who have always been wanting to create chaos in the U.S. since, and, since World War II, by the way. They have always it's we we we've known that that's been all part of it, right? Yeah. And then you you've got this craziness ensuing that's more chaos. 
I mean, to me, there seems to be either an intersection or a parallel or, huh, you know what? I, I think it's more than a coincidence. What's your thoughts well, there? Well, uh, you know, they're advocating it. We've got a lot of people across the world that would like to see us fall. Sean, none, the least, none the least of which was Barack Obama. He wanted to take us down quite a few pegs. I don't know what his motivation is. I'm not his shrink. Unfortunately, I was one of his subjects. Not citizens, but he treated us like subjects. And unfortunately, and ignorantly, the, the people of color in this country were treated no better by him. I can't remember who made the quote, but, but he, he took care of, uh, of people of color in the same way Colonel Sanders took care of chickens. Wow. There we go. <laughs> uh, and, and, wow. and, and that's not the way we're supposed to do it. Right. You know, we can't help anybody if we fail. And we help a lot of people. Have we done everything right? Hell no. Have we done a lot of things wrong? Huh. Just in the expansion of this country, we did a lot of horrible, inhumane, even in context, things that were horrible and humane, from smallpox blankets to to removing people from their from their tribal lands, so many things that we did wrong. That is no justification for continuing to do things wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. At yeah. some point in time, you go, you know what, kid? I let you carry on <laughs> until you were seven years old and you're out of control. But no, right now we're going to bring you back in line. So, Richard, I want you to put on your crystal ball here. Put get your crystal ball on your table, and I want you to look at it. What What do you predict is going to be in here in the near future as a result of all this? What do you What do you predict is going to happen? Next? Well, you want the easy call or the hard call? The easy call is is the same thing I used to say when I was in the securities business. Things are either going to get worse, get better, or stay the same. Let's go the hard call. Okay, the hard call is. No matter what we do, they're going to get worse for a little while mm -hmm. because people are going to react as opposed to respond to mm. what we, and I, when I say we, I mean the, the sensible, caring, responsible, deplorable, what's the other word, uh, deadbeats, um, freeloaders. That's what Governor Brown called us because we're against the gas tax. The freeloaders of America are going to have to act. Right. And when they act, the people that they have to act upon are going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to be pleased. And there's going to be some writing and there's going to be some of the usual stuff. And if mm -hmm. they get out there, instead of being politically correct, and they get out there with some shotguns full of rubber bullets, <laughs> and they clear those streets, and they enforce curfews, all of a sudden things are going to calm down. So I mean, I mean, and, and then, and then, then once you have order restored, you can go through the process of picking through, and holding people responsible. You have nothing in the bank. You have no job, no nothing. You haven't done anything for years. There's nothing we can take from you civilly. Fine. You now have the job of working off the damage you caused. Mm -hmm. That's not cruel and unusual punishment. Mm -hmm. That's effective. Effective law enforcement but do you see that happening in reality i mean do you see that happen i mean i mean because you're almost talking about you're almost talking about the edge of martial law here you really are and it's unfortunate but you really are but the only way you can avoid 
going for wholesale martial law is to give people a taste of it on a small scale as to what is going to happen. Mm. You had those riots in Los Angeles time after time after time. Mm -hmm. If you went in there and really cleaned house the first time, if this crap that went on in Ferguson, instead of having this, this jackass for an attorney general that we had, this the, the absolute sewer rat uh, for an attorney general, if How we didn't have him, we had someone who came in there. Yeah, I should try to express myself more. You should <laughs> express yourself. Uh, uh, a little more uh, clearly, Richard. Uh, right. If somebody actually came in there and said, no, all you people are breaking the law. We are following procedure. This didn't happen this way. Get the hell out of the street and go to work. Mm. And if you're out there blocking the street and, and causing trouble and doing anything that is, that is a step above littering, okay, all your welfare checks, all of everything you're getting stops until you clean up your act. You know, it just takes a, a few adjustments in legislation to give people something to lose if they don't behave appropriately. Isn't it something, you know, I get bashed a lot by the psychology world because I still believe that behaviorism is the most effective theory of psychology that exists. Everybody wants to, everybody wants to think about cognitive psychology or positive psychology. And I've, I've said all along, if you want to change behavior, you put consequences on behavior and you change behavior. And, and behavior changes attitude. And when you, it's, you, you cannot think your way better, by the way, that it, that is a lie. You, you change can't your, spend your way out of debt either. No, you can't. No. It, it's a behavior. So what you do is you change your behavior. And when you change your behavior, you change your mind along with it. This is why fake it until you make it actually works. And what I'm hearing you say is a very Skinnerian approach. You know, folks, here's, here's the deal. We punish, we punish wrong behavior, and we reinforce good behavior. <laughs> it's really pretty simple. How odd. <laughs> How truly odd. Uh, uh, you know, one would think that this happened before in history. The, 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 prob the problem is, is that the definition of right and wrong behavior has changed over time, and I appreciate the context of, of sociological change in that Many things are different than they were in ancient Greece. Many things are different than they were in at the at the time of the revolution. Many things are different than they were before the Civil War. Hell, they were they're, they're much different now than they were before Vietnam, sure. in terms of social changes. But what has not changed an iota since the first guy stuck his head out of the cave and got whacked by somebody who wanted his cave is human nature. That has not changed. It hasn't changed. And not, not an iota. And until you address things in terms of the context of contemporary society and the reality of historic human nature, nothing will get fixed. No. Nothing. There are some people... There are some, I, I had this conversation with my 10-year-old granddaughter who's dreading the idea of going to middle school. Middle school was a horrific process for all of us, but it was, you know, eighth and ninth, uh, seventh and eighth grade for most of us. Now it's sixth, seventh, and eighth. And there's all the fears. There's, there's going from a single teacher to multiple teachers. There's how much more homework am I going to have? Am I going to be able to get, get through the, the peer pressure with the nasty kids and the, and the, and the good kids? And, and what's going to happen? And 
this and that. You know, every fear that a child has that we look at as adults and say, hey, we know you're going to get through this. Uh, adults have fears, and they have to be convinced that, hey, you're going to get through this if you do certain things. If you conduct yourself in a certain manner, you're going to get through this. If you're poor, you find a way to work and make money, and you will begin to resolve that problem. If you're waiting for somebody to bring you a check, the problem will never go away. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you want to be angry about some policy or, or, or some procedure or something that's not happening, if you don't like the way law enforcement is handling something, you're not going to encourage any positive change by throwing a brick through a bank window. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is really, it sounds like it's common sense, but you've got a lot of just plain inciting animals out there and people who get off on inciting people. The press is horrifically guilty of this. Mm. Horrifically guilty. I have no clue as to where their head is on this. I know what the Russians are doing. I'm not afraid of the Russians. I know exactly what they're doing. They want to do whatever they can to disrupt us. Shy is sending a missile over. Right. And now, if they thought we couldn't send them back, they'd send the missiles over. Um, people want... If, if we are disrupted, they are enabled. Mm -hmm. If society is disrupted, the wackos are enabled. If the wackos are enabled, you know, um, chaos promotes anarchy, promotes opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's all yep. about greed for either opportunity, for either power or money. And there's, in calmness, you know, there's less opportunity. You have to find real productivity. But in chaos, everybody's making money. The press is selling papers. People are making tanks and guns. Uh, we're hiring more cops. We're hiring more firemen. We're spending more money on overtime. We're refixing buildings that got burnt down. Insurance companies are raising rates. You know, there's lot, lots of profit in chaos. There is tons of profit in chaos. I, I'm just telling, yeah. I'm just telling you right now. And and and, Rich, I'm just going to tell you something about this whole shooting thing that happened yesterday. As you well know, my wife owns a real estate company. Yep. And we are seeing some of the weirdest stuff on social media, just out of people's anger. I mean, I mean, I am talking bizarre stuff, and and I mean, just where people are angry. I mean, you know, one of my one of our employees evidently said something to somebody, and uh, this person went and who wrote on my wife's business page that how dare she hire such a vile human being, blah blah blah, because he said, I don't know what he exactly said about the shooting yesterday. But this guy interpreted it as my employee being vile and, and, and then associated my wife with it saying, you know, what kind of person are you that you would hire such a vile human being? And I mean, Rich, this thing is, and then of course, you know, that makes me mad, you know, and I, you know, I'm six feet, five inches tall because I want to protect my wife. And so all six, five, 265 pounds of me wants to go find this guy and meet him face to face and say, you know, stop, stop, you know, chewing on my wife from behind a laptop. Let's talk about this man to man, which will never happen. But I mean, it's, 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 it's. Hey, at five eight one sixty five, I got the same attitude. 
<laughs> good for you. But the, 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 the truth is, is that, you know, this, there's just so much more fallout that I'm witnessing with all of this. And it, it's vile. I mean, some of this stuff is vile. I mean, I've got a tweet here that I was going to talk to James. I wanted to talk to you about it, and I, I didn't write this to you, but it just came out. I just found it this morning. There's a lady who literally wrote, well, one down, 316 to go. Yes, I saw that. Literally tweeted this out. And she is a consultant, a business consultant. And I think she even has a government contract. And she tweeted out, you know, one down, 316 to go. This is the type, this is the type of rhetoric and, and crap that is, is coming out. Of well, this all- is what's encouraging the people who will step over the edge and 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 act out this is what encourages them you know someone some person you know cussing out the president this 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 stuff just never happened before who the hell does this and and thinks that there's going to be some kind of a good outcome well i I don't know know, i don't know who does rich but here's the thing i honestly i believe that this would have happened had this technology been available because I think here's what you said, and I agree with you 100 and 100 percent on this. And that is, the human has not changed at all. We have not changed. If we had, if the kind of technology we have today, which is so immediate, you know, the social media aspect of it, if we, if that technology was available 100 years ago, I'm telling you, the exact same things would have occurred. It's just that now we get to see it. Because the human being is the human being. I'm, I'm of course. Con- they're, they're going. They're they're going to use whatever tool they can. The difference between supposedly the difference between animals and humans is that humans use tools. That doesn't mean that they don't misuse tools. Well, that and humans. Well, that and humans decorate their bathrooms. That's another difference that from animals is that animals don't decorate their bathrooms. They don't have the little shell soaps. Yep, and, and, and but we confuse that by not knowing which That's bathroom awesome. to use. <laughs> which, which I think is a secret plot by the plumbers union. For I think it is too. I think there's there's certain towels I can't. I'm not allowed to touch. Tell me an animal that does that in the wild. I'm not allowed to touch that towel. Okay, 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 honey. Uh, you know, I there was a time when respect was just the way we reacted we didn't have to like the 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 neighborhood cop we didn't have to like mrs capalucci yelling at us for out on the street corner after dark we didn't have to like a lot of things but we had to respect a lot of things um you know we didn't have to like our teacher but we had to respect the position out of out of both common sense and common courtesy and 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 the secondary and tertiary level that without respect for that or your only alternative is chaos i mean there's ample opportunity and sometimes ample reason for violent conduct uh this is not it right no okay donald trump getting elected is not ample reason for violent advocation or conduct. Nope. These people, if, if at the very beginning, the clowns that acted out at rallies were right. picked up and 
and made very public how they were punished. Right. Okay? That they were punished. The other people who were paid along the way were, you know, this is not such a great idea. Yeah. No. I don't care if you're going to give me 1500 bucks to go get in the fight because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do a year's worth of jail time. Right. For, for having disrupted the political process. Well, how intelligent do you have to be if you're going to if you're going to say it's worth fifteen hundred dollars for me to get in a, get my butt handed to me by a group of people? Because you know you're not going to win that battle. By the way, you're going to start the fight, but you're not going to finish it, and then you're going to go to year for jail. And it was fifteen hundred dollars. Now, I want to just I want to ask you, what is the intelligence quotient? on that what is the I'll, I'll answer your question with a question what's the average iq of um of an adult in america well i think it's under 100 now isn't it it's under 100 it's it's under 100 uh, how many how many people have you held a conversation with in your life who in them making any suggestion about any kind of an action gave you the feeling that they were considering the secondary or tertiary effects of that action Oh, nobody thinks ahead. Nobody. It, it's, it's, it's climb hard. on the, climb on the freeway or the highway or the throughway or whatever they call it out there in in uh, in the in the far east coast. You know, get on the highway. Yep. And look at everybody. The first rule on the highway <laughs> is 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 do what you can to encourage and enable the flow of traffic. That includes driving a safe vehicle, being able to handle it. Sure. signaling, communicating, waiting your turn, all those things that, that the vehicle, three inches of the vehicle code contain. But it's all in that first sentence. Do what you need to do and enable the flow of traffic because it's going to work for everybody. Right. Instead, you got everybody out there thinking they're Dan Gurney and thinking that the entranceway to the freeway was a checkered flag. Well, yeah, but Rich, here's the thing. The, we live in a society today that... It has convinced everyone, and by the way, it, and it's it started way back in the '60s. By the way, and maybe even a little bit before, but we've now convinced the majority of the population: you should be able to do whatever you feel without consequences. <laughs> yeah, that's everybody should have everything. And yeah, you you need you. We should be able to do and and enriched. And this is disappointing about you that you don't agree with this. That I, I should not have to, I don't know, understand why I should have to have consequences for doing whatever I feel is right. Because what I feel is really what is most important. Because what I feel like doing is okay because what I feel like is, is doing that. And for you or anybody to tell me that I cannot do what I feel means that you are not validating my feelings, and yes, I'm that's a problem. You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you hear you hear what I'm saying, right? I mean, because of that's course, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Everybody's going. I feel this. I feel that. I feel the other. And I, I, I've said this. I just said it yesterday to my grandchild. I said people like to think that they're logical. Smart people especially like to think that they operate on pure logic and pure reason. Wrong. But every human being is first driven by emotion. Absolutely. And the first thing you have to realize is that if I'm going to interact with other human beings, 
there has to be a level of of interaction that's bigger than emotion. Right. You know, I have to be responsible for more than just what makes me feel good at the moment. Right. Um, you know, it used to be religion enforced that. It used to be family enforced that. It used to be society enforced that. Well, now, now not only is nobody enforcing it, um, people are making money from encouraging the antithesis of that. Absolutely. Just look at these lunatics in the press. I've, I've never, I, you know, you hear somebody say, oh, this person made this false statement. That person, no, she wasn't really under heavy sniper fire there in, in Chechnya or whatever the hell she was, uh, Bosnia. Uh, but, you know, they, they made a statement or they made a misstatement or they made an intentional statement to make themselves feel better. That used to be the anomaly. Right. Now, now it's, it's, it's the daily bread. It's, I yes. want to say whatever comes out of my mouth, because right. the worst, the worst I say things, the more likely it is I'm going to keep my job. Right, and and isn't that interesting, Rich? Is that they have this zero censor policy, but God forbid you say something that's on your mind as a person, and all of a sudden you're labeled as politically incorrect, but it's okay to be non-censored, and, and it makes no sense to me. No, I'm, no, there's no, there's no balance. I've never understood the double standard. What is the difference between you going uncensored, making up all sorts of crap that you want to make up, and then apologizing for it later, and that's okay? Somebody says something about somebody else, and you go, oh, that's politically incorrect. That dude needs to lose his job. That dude needs to blah, 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 blah. What's, to help me understand what the difference here is, Rich. Consequence. Yeah, well, there it is, right? Right. If you turn around and say you absolutely have a First Amendment right to say anything you want, which you do, sure. but you have an absolute financial bonded responsibility right. for, if you're going to call it news, for it to be accurate. So you set up a bonding situation like they do. Come all the way back to the carpenters, folks. I'm a carpenter. If you're going to be a contractor in the state of California or in most states, you have to have a bond. Yep. And what that bond does, unlike an insurance policy, is the company pays out for your wrongdoing, right. but then the company comes and collects from your assets. And if That's they're big. your pile of tools, your car, <laughs> or whatever, you know, you're left with $2,500 worth of whatever you can account for, and they took everything else and sold it at auction. Right. Now, I, I, if you had a bonding set up for the press... Right. And and you turned around and you said, okay, say whatever you want. But if it's not true, right. the cost and the magnitude of admitting that is all coming out of your assets. Yeah. And if you do that, if you, all of a sudden you have teeth and consequence, people are going to go, wait a minute. You know, this guy that's sitting there that's the the chief editor of, of BS Magazine, or whoever's putting out what, right? He says, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to be personally responsible for this beyond my, uh, my insurance company is not going to get to cough up for this. I'm going to have to cough up for what came, what I let go by. They're going to get a whole lot more careful about what gets printed. Well, well Rich, here's my thing. Why is it that the apology is always on some 
page of the paper that nobody reads at the very bottom. Because there's no requirement to do otherwise. Right. And it should be a front-page apology. I, I've it always should said, be equivalent, absolutely. equivalent in magnitude. I agree. It's not a, not a big sentence. Three it's, words, equivalent in magnitude. Yeah, it's, it, I agree with you. I think that's, that's the problem. And so what happens is, and here they say, you know, fake, fake news propagates. Well, I'll tell you why fake news propagates. The reason why fake news propagates is because the, when they apologize for the news, you no longer call it fake news, but nobody read the apology or that they were wrong because they put it in a place of the paper that nobody ever gets to or ever reads because the majority of people never read it. So you never saw the apology. So you just assume that the original story was true and it's not, they've already tried to redact it, but they didn't redact it. They just issued a small little apology in very small print and apology letters. And you want to know how fake news propagates. That's how fake news propagates. I mean, I mean it, well. it's, it's, it's really simple, Rich. I mean, you and I can start a paper, and we can start printing up all sorts of things that we want to print out. And if we are wrong, we just put the apology on the back on the back page somewhere where nobody's going to read it. I don't well, know. Well, we should. I think maybe maybe we've got something there. Of course, of course, there's only 33 million readers left in the United States. So, yes, according to Wharton true. College, so that may be a little bit of a problem too. Is trying to start a newspaper. Well, here's, here's what it always seems to come down to. There is no second R. And people have rights, they don't have responsibilities. Right. There is no consequence to causation. No. Um, if you have a consequence in there, if you turn around and say, oh, by the way, it works like this. <laughs> if this news station which did not used to, by the way, when the news was on, the news was a requirement by all the networks in order for them to have a license to broadcast that's, in the U.S. That's right. And they, they, that was a requirement. It was a public service requirement. And right. throughout the period of the news, there was no commercials. Now news has become uh, an advertising mechanism. And if you turn around and make it like this, if... There's full, you know, if you're if you're writing, it's the same thing as, as as the book industry. If I write a book and I call it a memoir and I'm full of baloney, I got a problem. If I call it a novel, I don't have a problem. <laughs> if you're going to call it news and it's not true, it should back up right through the news agency, right through the person, right through the company, right through their assets, and right to the um, sponsors. You're and if the sponsors turn around and go, hey, wait a minute, go get your story straight and we'll keep being a sponsor. Otherwise, we're going to go sponsor some some program about, you know, cooking But but we can't get in trouble. But Richard, you know as well as I do when it comes down to advertising and sponsorships. The, the advertisers and sponsors, you know what? They're only looking for eyes, right? Pairs of pair. I'm sorry, I misspoke. They're looking for pairs of eyes, okay, which they call impressions, right? They call this impressions. This is assumed pair of eyes that are looking at any piece of programming. So the more outlandish or outrageous, the more they like it. If you want to get it fixed, we have a majority in the Senate and a majority in the House. It's not complicated legislation. 
put it together, slam it in, and start jumping on these people and saying, hey, if you're responsible for putting this out, it's not true. You're going to be financially responsible for the results. Mm. And we're going to collect first, and then you can collect back later afterwards. Um, Never. We're going to act like the IRS acts. <laughs> you know, we're going to take it now, and then you can prove yes. you don't owe it. Yes. Okay? And I, you know, I you do that once or agree twice. with you on that, Rich. Yeah, you do that once or twice. You know, you take, you take Al Sharpton that supposedly owes $18 million in taxes, and you throw his tail in the clink with no communication until he figures out a way to start paying it, and all of a sudden, hey, wait a minute, there is a system. And you stop re-electing people like Ted Kennedy, who were philandering drunken murderers. <laughs> I'll tell you, Rich, you, you, you really got to be more uh, open about your, your, your thoughts and your feelings and your comments on this show. It's, it's well, what just... about Anthony Weiner, <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> philandering Perfectly murderer, man. that's awesome. You know, a pervert to the end. And then, finally, what does he get to do? He gets to spend $2 million worth of his campaign money because he's not going to give it back. He's going to run again, even though, you know, he's a creep. Um, you know, I. if you put these people in there, you're getting the government you deserve. Yes. Yes. Well, well, Rich, we've got to get to Harvey Neiman here in a few moments, but I appreciate you making time for us today. Uh, before, we, before we let you go, uh, give us an update on the La Jolla Writers Conference. 